So I want you just to raise your hand if you've heard the phrase that's on the screen, New Year, New Me. You guys heard that before? The first time I heard this phrase, I, was, I think I was probably in the eighth grade. And when I was in the eighth grade, that's when this popular app called Instagram became a thing. I know that you guys probably are not on there. It's probably like an older person thing. Um, but anyways, point is, it was huge when I was in eighth grade. So I get Instagram, and then all of a sudden there's this hashtag, and it's New Year, New Me. And all these people are talking about the, the new things they want to do in the new year. So it might be, uh, okay, I want to learn a new skill in the new year. I, I want to learn how to play the guitar in the new year. Or I, I, want, I want my personality to be a little bit different in the new year. M- maybe you have some good goals, like I don't want to be as angry as often as I am in the new year. I want to be more respectful to my parents in the new year. I want to get better grades in the new year. Whatever it may be, that's what this phrase is all about. New year, new me. I'm going to be different. Something about me is going to be different in the new year. And when a new year comes, it feels good, doesn't it? Do you guys enjoy the feeling of waking up on January 1st? Like, man, it's a new year. It's like a fresh start. Everything that happened in the past year is in the past. You get a a new, a clean slate to just be different, to be better. It's a good feeling. And that's what this phrase is all about. New year, new me. I've got a fresh start with this new year, and new things are going to happen. I'm going to be different. It's going to be new because it's a new year. And, and I'm new now. Well, maybe some of you guys have thought about this already. Maybe, anybody thought about this yet? This, the end of this year, what you're going to do differently in the new year, things that you want to do, things you want to learn. I've got a lot of, no, I haven't thought about that. Well, I would encourage you to think about it, and hopefully this sermon will help you to do that. So maybe you have, and if you've thought about it, maybe you've thought of things like this. Uh, I want to do better in school in the new year. I want, I want to treat my parents better in the new year. I want to learn a new instrument. I want to play a new sport. I want to travel to a cool new place. A new year, new me. And if you have thought about it, that's great. And, and I hope that you can stay disciplined and you can accomplish these new things as long as these new things are God-glorifying and they're not about you and self-seeking and selfish. So I do hope and I pray for you that you can accomplish these things and you can glorify God in the new year with the new you. But before the new year arrives, we have just a few more hours of this year. I want to talk to you guys about something from God's word that you need more of in 2024. This is something that you need more of. You need this more than a new skill. You need this more than learning a new instrument. You even need this more than getting better grades. You still need better grades, but you need this more. And the thing that you need is this, wisdom. You need more wisdom in 2024. Even if you've never thought about this before, even if right now you don't understand what I'm saying and you're like, I don't really get why I need this, I promise you that you do need more wisdom in 2024. And God's word makes this very clear. Wisdom is the ability to make good decisions. When you are wise, when you have wisdom, the decisions that you make will be good decisions. They will be godly decisions. And so if you've said that you've put your trust in Jesus, then we should all want to be wise. We should all want to make the best decisions possible because we know that the best decisions we can make are ones that bring God glory. So I've got a question for you. Who made bad decisions in 2023? Who made 
a lot of bad decisions in 2023. Anybody just going to be honest? Oh, yeah, I made a lot of bad decisions. Okay, all right, I appreciate your honesty. You need wisdom this new year. You need to grow in wisdom. So this new you that you're thinking about for 2024, it needs to be a wiser you. Pursuing wisdom will keep you from trouble. Pursuing wisdom will keep you from doing things that are foolish. Pursuing wisdom will keep you from doing things that God hates. God hates sin, and it's never wise to participate in sin. You need wisdom to make better and godlier choices in the new year. So I want you to open your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. The cool thing about the book of Proverbs is the book of Proverbs is literally called wisdom literature. It's all about wisdom. Every verse in the book of Proverbs, the goal is to help you make better choices, is to give you wisdom, to help you make decisions that honor and glorify God. That's what this entire book is about. And so really, we should be reading Proverbs a lot. I mean, you should be reading the Bible every day, of course, in DBR, but read Proverbs. There are 31 Proverbs in the book, and a lot of months have 31 days. So that's a proverb a day. Imagine if you read a proverb a day. You read through the book of Proverbs like 12 times in a year. You'll grow in wisdom. We need to go here to this wisdom literature and learn about what God says about wisdom. So look, this new year, you need, you need this. You need the true wisdom that is only found in God. The true, the real wisdom is only found in God and in His Word. The wisdom that you need to make better decisions, to make better choices, is found in God, in His Word, and only there. Not your friends. I'm going to say that again. Not your friends. Your friends should not be your main source of wisdom, your main source of advice. Not your parents. Now listen, I'm not saying your parents aren't wise. Your parents are wise. They're wiser than you. So you need to listen to your parents. You can't go home and say, Pastor Jacob said you're not wise. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that your parents can't be your main source of wisdom. Your main source of wisdom can't be entertainment. It can't be Netflix. It can't be your favorite show. It can't be anything like that. It has to be God and his word. That's where you find wisdom. It's only found in him. You need to know that this new year. You've got to find the wisdom in him. So open up Proverbs chapter 3, starting in verse 5, it says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Proverbs 3 has a lot to say about wisdom. So we've got four points today. Four points to help you make better choices in 2024. Here's point number one. You need to realize something. You need to realize that you can't trust yourself. You cannot trust yourself. Proverbs 3 verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. 
So step one to becoming more wise in 2024 is to trust God with your whole heart, with your whole life, with everything you are, with your whole mind, your whole heart, you trust God. That's step one. And so when we talk about this word trust, the the picture that we have here is this idea of you throwing yourself down on your face before God, lying down, spread out before him, saying, God, I trust you. I'm dependent upon you. Nothing else, no one else, completely, totally you. God, not you in halfway other things. I'm not trusting you, but also trusting the word of my friends more than you sometimes. I'm not doing that. I am trusting you completely with everything that I am with my whole heart. When you guys walked in this room, you sat down on these chairs. I'm willing to bet that some of you guys, you didn't just like calmly and nicely sit, but you just like plopped yourself down in the chair. You guys sit down like that? I, sometimes I do that, especially when I'm at home, like in my couch. I just plop down, right? Did you do that when you walked in today? Ladies, did you do that when you walked in? Anybody? No? Well, how much trust did you have to exercise in the chair that you're sitting in? A lot. You trusted the chair to support your body, correct? Was anybody worried the chair was going to fall to pieces when you sat in it? Probably not. Probably not. You exercised a lot of trust by sitting in this chair. In fact, you put your whole self in this chair. You trusted the chair to support you up. Everything that you are, you sat down in it, and all of the weight that you have right now is on the chair, and you're still trusting it. It's not halfway. It's completely, it's wholehearted trust that this chair is going to support you. How silly would it be, how silly would it look if when you sat down, every time you sat down, you were like testing the chair, is it stable enough? If you sat down in it and your like, knees are shaking, like you're scared to sit down in this chair, how silly would that be? It'd be pretty silly, right? Well, look, whenever the Bible says that you have to trust in God with your whole heart, it's that idea, okay? Everything about you, your whole life, Everything that you will ever face, everything that you'll ever go through, you just trust God. Not halfway, not saying, God, I'm going to trust you a little bit to figure out if you're actually going to help me or not. Uh, maybe I should trust the advice of my friends more than I trust the advice in your word for this instance. No, you need to trust God with your whole heart. God has to be trusted this way. God is worthy to be trusted this way. Because God, nothing and no one is more trustworthy than God. I hope that you see that. You can and you should trust God more than your friends. More than your leaders. More than me. More than your parents. God is the most trustworthy being in the entire universe. You need to trust God with your whole heart. God is always right. I am not always right. I'm wrong a lot. God is always right. God always makes the wisest choices possible. God has never done anything wrong. He's never done anything unwise. And he never will. Every decision that God has made, everything that he does, everything is perfect, good, right, just, and perfectly wise. So you should trust him. God is compassionate, God is good, and God is working for the good of those who love him. 
That's a promise in Scripture. That if you've put your trust in Jesus, God is doing nothing other than working for your good. In every situation that you face, no matter how difficult, no matter how hard, no matter if you don't understand what's going on, you can trust that God is working for your good because he loves you and he cares for you and his plan for you is the best plan possible. So you need to trust God with your whole heart. Have you guys ever read the Chronicles of Narnia? Yeah? I read it for the first time two years ago. I don't know why I waited so long, but eventually one day I bought it all on my Kindle and I read it in a matter of like two weeks. It's incredible. You guys should read it. It's so good. And there's one scene in particular, and I can't remember which book it's from because they all blend together in my mind because I read them all so close to each other. But there's this one scene in particular, it's one of the later books, I think, where Lucy and the others... Uh, are, are walking through Narnia, and they're trying to find the people they're supposed to be with. They're trying to get to this place that they can't find. They're lost, walking and wandering through the wilderness. And they come to the edge of this cliff. And they're like, oh no, we're stuck. We don't know what to do. And so the others are saying, it would be smart for us to turn around and to backtrack to walk around this big cliff because it'd be safer. And they start to turn around and do this, but then Lucy, she looks down the cliff and she says, I see Aslan, Aslan the lion. And they all run over, and then he's gone. And they're like, Lucy, you're imagining things. And she says, no, I really saw him, and he's trying to tell us that we need to go that way. And they say, Lucy, that's dumb. That's not literally what C.S. Lewis said, but that's, that's pretty much what it says. They say, Lucy, we're not going to do that. That's dangerous. We're not going to climb down the edge of this cliff because you think you saw Aslan. She says, no, I don't think it. I know that I saw him, and I know what he's trying to tell us is we need to go that way. And they said, okay, we don't believe you. He wouldn't ask us to do something hard like that. So we're going to turn around, and we're going to find an easier way to do this. And so they don't listen to Lucy. And so Lucy begrudgingly says, okay, fine, I'll follow you guys. And long story short, it doesn't work out for them. They try to go around. It's dangerous. Bad things keep happening. And Lucy says, I told you guys, we need to go back to that cliff. We need to go down because that's the way that Aslan told us to go. And so they said, okay, we'll do it your way. They followed Lucy. They get to the cliff. They follow down. They get down safely. They go through this dangerous path. And Lucy, see, what she was doing was she was, she was trusting Aslan in this. It was a dangerous path. It didn't really make sense. But to her, that didn't matter. She looked around and she said, yeah, this is a dangerous cliff and it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to do this, but I just know that I'm going to trust Aslan because he wants what's best for me, because he's trying to help me. And so the others were following through and they were going, this doesn't make any sense. Oh my goodness, we're so scared, we don't get it. But Lucy, she wasn't focused on that. She was focused on how much she trusted Aslan. So here's my point. Life is not going to make sense. Pretty often. Things are going to happen. Life is going to be hard. If you think back to 2023, I bet that it didn't really happen the way that you thought or had hoped. I bet things happened that you wish hadn't have happened. I bet things were hard and you just weren't expecting things to be that hard. But whenever we have wholehearted trust in God, we just follow Him through the hard things, because we just trust him. We don't have to understand everything that's happening around us. 
We don't have to have the answer to, God, why are you doing this? Why are you leading me through this? What's going on? We just have to say, God, all you say is that I need to trust you with my whole heart. So yeah, life is hard. Yeah, things don't make sense. Yeah, this year didn't go the way that I thought it would. But God, your word says to trust you wholeheartedly, and so that's what I'm going to do. And you see, whenever that's your attitude and that's the way you're looking at life, you're not going to care so much about, I don't understand this, I don't understand that, this doesn't make sense, this is, I, don't, I wish it was different, because you're just going to be focused on God, understanding that God says to trust him, and he is the most trustworthy. You can trust him more than anyone and anything else. You've got to trust him with your whole heart. No matter what's going on, no matter what situation you're facing, facing he is trustworthy. But see, there's another step to this. So we have the positive, we have trust in the Lord with your whole heart, and then we have a, a negative. We have do not lean on your own understanding. In other words, what God's word is saying, do not trust yourself. Do not trust your own mind, your heart, your ideas. You cannot lean on and trust yourself. So that word lean means trust. Think about the chair you're sitting in again. Right now, you're leaning back in the chair. You're leaning, you're sitting. You're trusting it. So the Bible is saying, don't lean on yourself. Don't trust yourself. But you need to trust God. God is saying, lean on me, not yourself. God is saying, trust me to hold you up. Trust me to help you, not yourself. Because the truth is this. You can trust God. You should Trust God. You cannot trust yourself. The Bible is very clear about this. Here's what the Bible says about you and me. This is what the Bible says about us. Proverbs 28, 26 says, Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool. That sounds pretty harsh. But that's God's word, so it's true. If you trust in yourself... The most, if you trust in your own mind, your own ideas, your own decisions more than anyone else, more than God, more than his word, you're a fool. If I trust in myself more than I trust in God, I am a fool. Jeremiah 17, 9 says this about the heart. It says, the heart is deceitful above all things. That means the inner person me and you, who we are, the heart is deceitful above all things. And the heart, in Jeremiah 17, it says it is desperately sick. In Romans chapter 3, God says, none is righteous, no, not one. That's you and me. That's the human condition. And so as humans, knowing this about ourselves, if we start to say, I'm just going to stick to myself. I'm going to trust myself. I'm going to trust my ideas, my decisions. I know what's best. That is so foolish. That's just so foolish. The Bible's clear. Do not lean on your own understanding. Do not trust yourself. That means you need to trust God. You need to take God's advice, not your own advice. You need to believe God's word, not your own words. You cannot Rely on yourself to make the best decisions possible. You can't do that. You can't rely on yourself to always do the right thing. 
You can't rely on yourself to always have the best idea and, and the wisest option to take. Because God says, do not trust yourself, trust me. Do not trust yourself, you trust God. So to be wiser in 2024, you need to realize this, that you cannot trust yourself. You need to understand that you can and you should trust God for everything. And the great thing about this, the great thing about this instruction is that if you just keep reading the proverb, if you just move on to the next verse, it says exactly how to do this. So we have this idea, don't trust yourself, trust God. That's great, but the Bible keeps going and it says exactly how you can be sure that you're doing this. And here's what it says, you trust God over yourself by doing this. In all your ways, acknowledge him. In all your ways, acknowledge God and he will make straight your path. So here's point number two. To be wiser in 2024, you need to follow God's lead in every situation. Follow God's lead in every situation. So trusting God instead of yourself means that you're acknowledging him before you make any decision. In all your ways. In 1 Peter, we've, we've talked a lot about the word conduct. And I've told you over and over that conduct means your ways. Conduct means your behavior. So this is similar. In all your ways, in all your conduct, in all your behavior, in everything that you do, you need to acknowledge God. And here's what the word acknowledge means. Acknowledge means to accept the truth or to recognize the existence of something. So we have to, in everything that we do, recognize, acknowledge that God has a preference. Every decision that you face, the truth is that God has a preference for you. He wants you to make a certain decision over another decision. There is a good and a bad. There is a wise and unwise. There's a right and a wrong. And he wants you to make the right decision. So when you're faced with any decision, the reality is that you can do one of two things. You can either do what you want to do, what you think is best, or you can do what God wants you to do, what God says is best. And, and look, sometimes they match up. And that's actually what we're after. Whenever you're growing in wisdom and you're becoming more like Jesus, when you're faced with a decision, what you want to do should be what God wants for you. But the truth is, it's not how it is all the time. Lots of times you face decisions and you just know what, what I want to do might not be what God wants for me to do in this situation. And so you have to be willing to say, God, what do you want from me here? What is the best decision? What is the wise decision? What decision here is honoring and glorifying to you? And you pray about it, and you open your word, the, open God's word, and you read about it. And if the decision that you prefer in the situation is the opposite of what God's word says to do, then you submit and you say, even though right now what I really want to do is this, I know that your word says to do the opposite. And I have to do what you say is best. You need to acknowledge God in everything that you do. My son, Noah, is a year and a half old now. And this means that he's beginning to understand that when I tell him no, it's important. That he needs to listen to me when I say no. Noah, 
uh, he has started to acknowledge me before he makes decisions. So, for example, uh, Noah loves, he loves to pick up crumbs off the floor and eat them. Crumbs that have been sitting there for who knows how long. Old, stale Cheerios and crackers and goldfish. He just loves to pick them up off the floor and eat them. And so what I've started to do, what Amber has started to do when we notice he's holding a crumb, is we go, no, you don't need to eat that. You need to hand it to me and let me throw it away. And he'll say, okay, most of the time right now he's listening well, that's great. He'll hand it to us and we throw it away. And so what Noah has started to do now, because he understands that no means no, is he'll acknowledge me before he, ever, before he does something. So if he sees a crumb on the ground, he might walk over to this crumb and he'll look at it and he'll point at it. And then he'll look up at me, like waiting for me to give him the green light, the approval to, yes, it's fine to eat that crumb, which never happens. I don't say, yeah, it's fine, eat it this time. That doesn't happen. You see, he's looking to me and he's saying, hey, dad, yes. No, which, which is it? I say, no, Noah, you're not going to eat the crumb. And sometimes, to be honest, he'll just go, oh, okay. And he'll eat it anyways. He'll do it really fast. Most of the time right now, he doesn't. So we're, we're, we're doing good. But the point is, he's starting to realize that when I tell him no, it's good for him. That I'm, that I'm helping him make a good decision. Here's another example. Um, he loves now to open all of like the drawers and the cabinets and like under the sink and just pull everything out. He loves doing this. And sometimes we let him do it. Like in the kitchen, we'll let him pull out the pots and pans and he'll like play drums and stuff. You know what I'm talking about? I think every kid did that, right? I think we all could say we did that when we were a kid. No, you guys never did that. You guys must have not had a happy childhood. Um, I'm just kidding. But sometimes he'll do this. So sometimes he'll crawl into the kitchen or walk because he can walk now. And, uh, and he'll want to open the drawers. And sometimes we let him because we're like, yeah, it's fine. You know, he can do this. But then sometimes we're not really in the mood for this. We don't want to hear the pots and pans. We don't want it to be loud. It's kind of late and we don't want neighbors to get mad at us or we just don't want to clean up the mess or something. So sometimes we say yes. Sometimes we say no. And so what he started to do is he gets to the cabinet and he just, you can see like the internal, like, do I do it or do I not do it? And he'll touch it and then he'll back up and then he'll look at me. And I'll either say, it's okay, or I'll say, no, not right now. So, again, what he's doing is he has started to acknowledge me in his ways, in his decisions. He will look to me, he'll look to Amber, and he'll wait for us to say if he can do it or not. And it's because he's realizing that what we're doing is we are helping him. We want him to make good decisions. We want him to make wise decisions. It is not wise to eat stale Cheerios off the carpet. So we want him to make good decisions. We want him to listen to us because we are there to help him. We are there to help him make the best decisions possible. So you and me, whenever we face decisions in life, when we face situations, what we have to do is acknowledge God. We have to say, God, I'm faced with this decision. Please help me make the best decision possible. Please help me to do the wise thing. Please help me to do the right thing. God, please help me to not make a sinful decision. So before you decide anything, and I mean anything, this should be something that we do all the time throughout our days. We should pray, we should seek wisdom from God, and then we should follow his guidance. We should follow his lead in every situation. So I want you just for a minute, I want you to think about all the decisions that you're going to have to make in 2024. Think about the various situations that you're going to face in 2024. I'll help you for a second, okay? 
uh, you're going to face temptation in 2024. That never goes away until we die and go to be with Christ. You're going to face peer pressure from friends. Probably a lot. You're going to come down to the wire with this homework that you know you should do, and you're going to have the, the choices are going to be, I don't do it, or maybe I can cheat and get the grade. You're going to have the choice of obeying or disobeying your parents, obeying or disobeying your teachers, your leaders, being disrespectful to the adults, those in authority over your life. These are choices, these are situations and decisions that you're going to face, and you're going to have to make the right decision. Eighth graders, raise your hand. Where are you at, eighth graders? Eighth graders, you have a short time left in junior high. And that's sad. It's also exciting. But it's sad. You guys, in this year, in 2024, you're going to have to make some really important decisions. You're going to go to high school. You're going to go to a different place, maybe. Here's some decisions you're going to have to, to make. Who am I going to hang out with in high school? Who are my friends going to be? What, what electives in school am I going to I have more freedom now to pick the classes, and I'm going to think, what should I do? What should I take? What kinds of extracurricular activities am I going to be involved in? What am I going to do? You're going to get more freedom and more responsibility, and you're going to have to make decisions. And now I'm talking to everybody, 7th and 8th graders. Everybody listen. You guys are young men and women. That's the truth. And so every year moving forward, really every day moving forward, you're going to have more decisions to, to make. You're going to have more responsibility given to you. So you're at a really important, a really crucial point in your life right now where you need to start making good and wise decisions. So every single day in 2024, you're going to have lots of decisions to make. You're going to face lots and lots of different situations. And you're going to have to make wise decisions. You need to follow God's wisdom. You need to follow God's lead. In everything that you do, in every situation that you face, in every decision that you have to make, you need to follow God's lead, not your own. So Christians... What we need to do, what we should make a habit of doing, is when we pray every day, that should be habit, praying every day, but, but when we pray, we should be praying something like this. God, please give me wisdom today. Please help me to make the best decisions possible today. Please help me to make decisions that bring you glory. Help me to make decisions that please you. Help me to make good decisions decisions. And see, this is what being in fellowship with God is like. As Christians, we're supposed to be in fellowship with God. The Bible says, pray without ceasing. So really, this shouldn't just be a prayer that we pray once a day in the morning, but all throughout our days. When you're in a conversation with someone, when you're walking into a class, when you're about to do work, when you're about anything that you're doing throughout your day, you need to be acknowledging God, saying, God, help me to make a good decision here. Help me to be wise. Help me to choose wise words. 
Help me to choose my friends wisely. Help me to only participate in conversation that is good and, and for building up and not for tearing down. Help me, God, to make good decisions today. You need to acknowledge God in all your ways. In everything that you do, acknowledge him. Be in fellowship with God this way. That's what, we, that's what Christians need to do. So it's praying, it's asking God. And by the way, the book of James says, and I'm sure you remember this, 8th graders from last year, the book of James says that when you pray for wisdom and you believe that God will answer the prayer and give you wisdom, what's God going to do? Say it louder. He's going to give you the wisdom. How amazing is that? I want you to think, how amazing is that? That if you pray and you say, God, please make me wise, and you believe in your heart that God's going to answer that prayer, the promise is he'll answer it. 100% guaranteed every single time you pray for wisdom, you believe that he's going to give it to you, and he will. So we need to be praying for wisdom every day, multiple times in our day, acknowledging God in all of our ways. But look, it's not just prayer. Of course, it's reading the Bible. I just told you a minute ago, the book that we're reading from right now in Proverbs, it's called Wisdom Literature. God gave us this book to help us make wise decisions. He gave this to us so that we can be wiser, so that we can make godly decisions. We can make the choice that honors him. So we, of course, should be reading this, but we should be reading the entire Bible because that's where you find God's wisdom. You find his wisdom by getting to know him and getting to know his word. So if you want to do things God's way, which is what we're saying, if you're following God's lead, you're doing things his way. If you want to do things God's way, then you have to know what his word says. You have to be familiar with his word. So look, we talked about fresh start, new year, new me. How about this? Do the DBR this year. Be determined, more determined now than ever to stick to it. When you come here, grab the DBR journal from the, the table in the back, take it home, and take it seriously. These new questions that we're giving you, they're meant to help you glean the most that you can from God's word, to understand it, to learn how to apply it. So take it seriously. Do this. Open God's word and read it. And understand that when you're reading it, God is helping you become wiser. You're getting to know God better. And that's what he wants for you to do in 2024. Acknowledge God in all your ways. If you do things God's way, he promises, he promises to help you make the best decision possible. That right there, that statement, that truth from God's word, it should make everyone in the room right now just go, wow, that's incredible. That's incredible that if I acknowledge God in all my ways, his promise is to help me make better choices, to make the best decision possible. We should all go, that's, that's incredible. Think about how good God is. Think about how faithful he is to us to say, if you'll acknowledge me in your ways, I'll make your path straight. I'm going to help you make better choices. I'm going to help you do the things that you need to do. That's a wonderful promise. 
Who's tired of making foolish decisions? I'm tired of it. I don't, I don't like making foolish decisions. The promise in Scripture is if you acknowledge God in all your ways, He will direct you. He will help you make better and wiser decisions. Proverbs 2.6 says, For the Lord gives wisdom. The Lord gives it. He gives wisdom from His mouth come knowledge and understanding. Wisdom, knowledge, understanding. He gives it freely because He is wise. He's all wise. He's perfect. So we should be going to Him every day saying, God, Your Word says that You give wisdom. Please give me wisdom. And I'm going to believe that You're going to give this wisdom to me. I'm going to believe that you're going to help me make the best decisions. I believe you're going to, you're going to help me, and, and I'm just going to follow your lead this year. Have you guys ever had the, the classic line said to you from your parents? Have you ever had, it's, it's just classic. Here it is. Think before you speak. Parents have told you that before? Yeah. I've got a new one for you, okay? I've, I've got a new one, and uh, like, let's take this seriously in 2024. Not just thinking before you speak, but before you make a decision, before you say something, before anything, before you do anything, here's what you need to think. Is this my way or is this God's way? Is this my way? Is this what I want because I'm being selfish because I think that I know the best thing? Or is this God's way? Is this really the best thing? Is this what honors God? Is this what he would be pleased with? Is it my way or is it God's way? So if you want to be wiser in 2024, then you need to follow God's lead in every situation. And look, I know that this can be hard. I know. I understand. I know this can be hard. I know that the reality is that most of the time, most of the time, we think that we know what's best for ourselves. Think about it. Most of the time, when you're faced with a decision... You're, you're inclined to do something. You, you make a decision because in the moment, you think it's what's best for you. And I think it's best for me. I want you to think about this. Why do you do what you do? Kind of a confusing question. Why do you do the things that you do? And the answer is because you thought it was the best thing for you at the time. Why did you yell at your parents the other day? Why were you disrespectful to your parents the other day? Because you thought that it would make you feel better. You thought your parents weren't listening to you. You thought they weren't understanding you. So you thought the best thing to do was to yell at them and to be disrespectful. But obviously that wasn't the right decision to make. But you really felt like you needed to do it. You really felt like it was the best thing to do. But you didn't. Or you shouldn't have. Why did you cheat on your test a few weeks ago? Think about it. Why? Why did you do that? Because you thought it was the best solution to the problem that you were facing. And the problem you were facing was, I'm going to fail this test because I didn't study. So you thought, to stay out of trouble with my parents, I'm going to cheat. That's the best thing for me right now. And obviously that was not the best choice to make. Here's another one. Why did you punch or shove your little sibling the other day? 
Because you thought in the moment that that was the best way to handle the situation. That sibling of yours was being annoying and you thought, I'm just going to shove him down. I'm going to shove her down because then that'll stop. You thought it was the best decision to make. But clearly, it was not the best decision possible. The point is that we think we know best. We think that we have the best solution, that we have the answer to the problem. And so it can be hard. It can be a challenging thing to take all of our decisions and to question them. To take our decisions, to take our words and our motivations and to say, is this really best? It can be a hard thing because we believe that we know best. But that's exactly what you need to do. So here's point number three. You got to admit something. You have to admit you don't always know best. You want to be wiser in 2024? You have to admit this. You don't always know best. Proverbs 3 verse 7 says, Be not wise in your own eyes. God is saying that you need to be humble enough to realize that you don't always know what is best for yourself. You don't always know what is best for yourself. You don't always have the best answer, the best solution. You don't always know best. Who does? God always knows best. Here's Proverbs chapter 26, verse 12. It says, Do you see a man who is wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. So a person who is wise in their own eyes, this is what this person will do. They assume that they always know best. They, they assume that they have the best answers. They won't take correction from anyone. When someone tells them that they're wrong or they should have done something differently, no, you're wrong. I'm not going to listen to that. Especially from peers, from friends, from parents, no way. I'm not doing that. I shouldn't have done that. That's, that is dumb. That's the dumb decision. I made the best decision. That's being wise in your own eyes. They think that their decisions are always best, and these people look down on others who disagree with them. You look down on them. Oh, you think I'm wrong? Well, you're just dumb. You're the stupid one, not me. Well, the Bible actually says that there is more hope for a fool than for that person. So you are worse than a fool if that's where you're at. You've got to remember that we said you cannot trust yourself. And that means that you don't always know best. And so when you admit, when you just say, God, I admit this, I don't always know best, then you'll be much more likely to stop and consider what God wants for you to do in a situation. When you say, God, I don't have the best answer, I don't have the best solution, I don't really know what's best, you're going to be way more likely to stop and say, God, What's the best thing for me to do? Help me to make this decision because I, I don't know. I, f- I know if I trust myself here, then I'll, I'll most likely make the bad decision. And look, this is so backwards from what the world says. You know that? If you just spend any little amount of time like just channel surfing, watching the TV shows and the movies, and you spend time with people like in culture, just worldly, like if you spend time, here's what you're going to hear. You're going to hear this. You do you, man. <laughs> You just do whatever you want to do. Nobody can tell you that you're wrong. You know what's best for you. Oh, oh, your parents are telling you that you're wrong. They don't know you. They don't know what's going on. You just need to do what you think is best. Nobody can tell you 
that you're wrong. You know what's best for you, so just trust yourself. Trust your gut. Trust your heart. Follow your heart. Well, we already talked about what the Bible says about these things, right? You can't trust yourself. The heart is deceitful and desperately sick. See, it's so backwards from what the world says. See, see God, God says, never, ever think that you are wise on your own. Never think that you are wise on your own. Never think that you've got it all figured out. Never think that you don't need any help. If you ever get to the point where you're thinking to yourself, man, I'm smart. Man, I just keep making great decisions. I'm just the best. You ever get to that point, you're in danger because you're worse off than a fool. I want you to look at the instruction that verse 7 gives. After be not wise in your own eyes, verse 7 says, Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Fear God, hate evil. That's what that means. All right, so what did we establish already? We established that your heart is wicked, no one is good, and whoever trusts himself is a fool. So listen, if you're constantly thinking that you know best and that you have the best answer and you have the best solution, do you think that your life is going to be one of fearing God and turning away from evil? The answer is no. It's not going to happen. Trusting yourself over God leads to disrespecting God, disobeying God, and turning to evil, not away from evil. Proverbs 1.7 says this, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. You have to fear God if you want to be wise. That's where wisdom begins to say, God, I fear you. And we've talked about this a lot. We're not going to get very deep into it. But here's what fearing God is. It's to love him to respect him, to obey him, and to have reverence for him. Your life needs to be lived out like this, in the fear of the Lord. And then turning from evil is just simply that. You hate sin. If you hate sin, you're going to turn away from evil. You're going to stay away from what God says is evil. Do you hate sin? That's my question for you. Do you hate sin? When you sin, how do you react? Do you say, ugh, whatever. Or is your response, God, I hate that I did that. I hate that I did that because I know that you hate that. A wise person, someone who fears the Lord, will hate their sin. Not accept it, not tolerate it, not deal with it. So to make better decisions in 2024, you need to do the wise thing. You need to turn away from evil. And let me just say this now. The wisest possible thing that you could ever do, if you haven't yet, is to put your trust in Jesus. Is to repent from your sin and put your trust in Jesus. So if you haven't done that, you need to put your trust in Christ. You need to repent from your sin and put your trust in Jesus. You got to admit that you don't always know best. It's not a bad thing to admit that because all you're doing in that is you're admitting this, God, I'm not you. And it's a good thing that I'm not you. 
I don't know best. You've got to understand that God wants to help you make the best decision possible. God, look at me, look at me. God wants the best for you. I mean that. I'm going to say it again. God wants the best for you. I want you to realize that. God desires to make your path straight. He desires to help you make the best decisions possible. He really does want the best for you. So that's point number four. You got to believe that. Believe God wants the best for you. Here's what verse eight says. It says, it will be healing to your flesh and be refreshment to your bones. So what brings us? What brings healing to my flesh? What brings refreshment to my bones? Trusting God. Finding wisdom in Him. That is what refreshes you and brings healing to you. I want you to see this, that unwise decisions, sinful decisions, they are bad for you. Did you know that? I hope you, do. I hope you know that. They're bad for you. The Bible says that these decisions, what they do is they make your soul rot. They make your bones rot. And here, I'll prove it to you. Proverbs 14, 30, it says, A tranquil heart gives life to the flesh. So that's good. But envy, envy is wrong. Envy is sin. Envy is evil and wicked. Here's what envy does. It makes the bones rot. So here's the picture that the Bible is painting. Giving yourself over to envy or whatever other sin it may be, what's actually happening to you is your soul is rotting. It's bad for you. Sin and evil, it does violence to your soul. And here's what King David said in Psalm 32. For when I kept silent, so he's talking about when he wasn't confessing his sin to God, when he was keeping it hidden, keeping it secret from everyone. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. He felt miserable. Living in unrepentant sin, not confessing sin to God, was making him feel like he was wasting away. Have you ever done something wrong and then tried to keep it a secret from someone? Maybe your parents or your friends or your teachers. Have you done that before? How did you feel when that was all happening? How did you feel for the few days that you knew that you had done something wrong and your parents, you were hiding it from them? How did you feel? Probably your, your heart was pounding all the time. Every time they came to your room, you thought, oh no, this is it. They found out. You're walking on eggshells through your house. You're just like, oh no, you're, you're fearful. You don't have any peace. Another way to say that is your bones were rotting. You didn't have peace. You felt terrible about the situation. And so let's be honest again. How did you feel whenever you finally confessed your sin to your parents? How did you feel when you finally went to the person that you wronged and you said, hey, I did something that was wrong? Or, or maybe not. Maybe you didn't even take that step. Maybe you didn't confess, but your parents, they found out because your parents are always going to find out. I'm right about that. You can, you can write that down and say that's a promise. Your parents are always going to find out. But honestly, you probably felt relieved when your parents found out. You probably freaked out for a second. Oh no, they found out. I'm going to get in so much trouble. I'm gonna... But then for a minute after that, you were like, I can breathe now. I'm so much, I feel better that they know. See, that's what, that's what the Bible is talking about. Doing the right thing, making the wise decisions is refreshing 
to your soul. And so what God is saying to us in his word is that he, he actually does want the best thing possible for you. Now something important for us to realize in this is um, what, what God says is best for you is going to be much different than what you think is best for you. I'm going to say that again. I want you to make sure you're listening. What God says is best for you is most likely going to be much different than what you think is best for you. If you guys asked me right now, Pastor Jacob, what what do you think would be the best thing for you right now? If I answered you honestly based on my flesh, here's what I would say. Two things. Two things would would be awesome. A million dollars and a big house. If I had a million dollars and had a big old house, I think that I'd be, I think I'd be happier. I think that'd be what's best for me. But here's the deal. I don't have a million dollars. And I don't live in a big house. So you know what that means? That means that those are not the best thing for me right now. If it was the best thing possible for me, then God would give it to me. But those things are not the best thing possible for me. And I have to say, God, I, okay, I understand that while I might think that this will fix my problems and make my worries go away, you're telling me that's not true. You need to trust me. Because remember, I can't trust myself. I need to trust God. I don't always know what's best for me. And I have to believe that God really does want what's best for me. So look, that means, of course, that if you wish that you had a million dollars and you wish that you had a nice car or whatever it is that you want, that doesn't mean that God's going to give it to you because you think that's what's best. God is going to do what is best for you because his promise is that he's doing good for those who love him. We've got to trust that. We've got to believe that. He wants you to make the best choices possible because he wants the best for you. And the best thing for you is to make decisions that please God, that glorify God, and that you will just trust him with your whole heart. So look, maybe you guys have already thought about how you're going to make this year different. But I'm challenging you today to prioritize this in 2024, to prioritize getting wisdom this year. You need to make sure that the new you is a wiser you. Let's pray. God, thank you for being so clear in your word about how you want us to live. Thank you, God, for being so clear that we just need to trust you. Thank you for being a God that is worthy to be trusted. Thank you that you are so good and so kind and so loving and you are perfect and you are all wise. Thank you for being this way. Thank you for being trustworthy and thank you for letting us know that we can and we should trust you. God, so I pray that everyone in this room, everyone here today would do the wise thing this new year and trust you and to acknowledge you in all of our ways. Because we know that your promise to us is that if we do that, that if we seek wisdom from you, that you'll give it to us. 
and you will help us make the best choices possible. So help us to do that this year. We pray that this year would be a year full of bringing you glory, of pleasing you. That it would be the best year yet. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.